Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, and our toll free number 800 951 the website at allamericangold.com. And as we're winding up April, the selling intensifying today. You know, yesterday we were down. Uh, there was a rebound. Uh, Dead cat bounce, for lack of a better term, on Wall Street. Right now, the Dow's down uh, almost 500 points. The Nasdaq's down 400 points. Matter of fact, the Nasdaq, uh, bear market territory. The S&P down 80. Uh, gold is bouncing today. Uh, we, we went down to the uh, that support level yesterday. Uh, gold's up a dozen here, 1905 on gold. The, the bond market... You know, which was pushing three percent uh, as late as Friday, two seven three on a ten year note. Again, it, mostly because they're 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 saying, "Well, is the news about China?" And it, it, listen, it's really simple. We've got stagflation. Sorry, I know I hate being right. I'm telling you right now. I hope, please, add, add. Add to your gold portfolios. You need an ounce of gold for every year you've been alive, every year your wife's been alive, every year your kids have been alive, the grandkids. That's a minimum. Uh, this is going to be uh, a period, and we've seen this before, uh, especially uh, when the loose money, ridiculous policies that we've been living in. Listen, we've been living in this ridiculous world for over 40 years where the Fed thought they could just print into oblivion. You know you can't. Everyone knows you can't. Uh, and, and now we're living with super high prices. The Fed is forced. They're being forced to raise rates much higher than anyone thought they would have to. And the realities are we're going to be heading into uh, Great Depression-like, but with a difference. Just, you know... It's never the same, Jason, right? History, you know, every, oh, history repeats itself. Yes, but a wrinkle. This, the, the, the first Great Depression, and again, once again, engineered by the central bank, period. Engineered because of stupid rules that the Federal Reserve wanted in place for banks. Rules that, that, after they took the gold away, kind of a trade-off for the bank. All right, we'll let you take the gold away, but you know what? you got to have all these rules in place so this doesn't happen again. And, of course, it took a while, didn't it? It took a while. Uh, but eventually they got rid of all of those rules. The Glass-Steagall, like they, they abolished the whole thing, and lo and behold, we're right back. But during the Great Depression, Jason, it was a deflationary depression. This time around, and what you're getting ready for, it's going to be an inflationary depression where everything's going to cost Americans more because the dollar will not sit on the throne by itself as the world's reserve currency. And we're going to obviously be in some financial hard times as the Wall Street bubble, the bond bubble, the housing market bubble, all the, the all-everything bubble crashes down, Jason. Yeah, that's uh, that's true, Joe. That's exactly right. But I'll say there is some similarities. Um, the def the, uh, the depression 
uh, brought in World War II and a new uh, monetary system, which I think we're headed for similarly. And even though we weren't the world power that we are now, we were going to become the world power, kind of like China is. And Germany and England and Europe had a little bit of an inflationary depression, Joe. I mean, uh, you, before World War II. Weimar Republic, right? Weimar Republic. And that, that, that ushered in World War II because of the pain and suffering of Germany. And World War II happens, and then suddenly, well, monetary change. Oh, wait, wait, don't we have a war in Ukraine? You know, all this stuff seems to be falling right into the, the puzzle that happened in ni- the 1930s and 40s. Yeah, and again, I think you're exactly right. Lots of similarities. The, the the difference for us is going to be instead of a deflationary depression, it's going to be an inflationary uh, depression. And, and I think Jason's right. And we keep, gosh, and I, it just makes no sense. So uh, yesterday we decide, oh, you know what? We're going to open back the embassy in Ukraine. I mean, just throwing fuel on the, you know, more logs onto the fire. And Russia now responds, I don't know if you saw it last night, hey, you know what, all right, you guys want to keep going down this path, guess what, uh, nuclear is not off the table. And I just can't understand why it is we're so hell-bent on escalating this thing, Jason. Well, because those that uh, make the decisions and, and turn the levers, Joe, they, uh, they they want what they want, and they'll, they'll use whatever tool in their disposal, especially when it comes to talk. Uh, they'll this, use every this tool is what possible. happens with yeah. Uh, we got a weak president. This is the weak. He may. I, I think he's actually weaker than Jimmy Carter. Uh, Jay Powell is a reincarnation of Arthur Burns. He is a weak, weak man. The the fact that we're still. I mean, here we are. We're sitting here. We're still only at a quarter of a percent. That's it. Uh, by the way, housing. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know. Uh, I'm getting really worried about housing. So uh, Case Schiller comes out and said, hey, February, home prices uh, up 20% year over year. Now, of course, we laugh because the Fed is, they say uh, that that housing inflation is like 4%. But Case Schiller said, hey, by the way, uh, 19.8% increase year over year. Uh, Phoenix, Tampa, Miami, 33%, 33%, 30% respectively. They led the way. Uh, but by the way, though, on the other side of it, Case Schiller warned prices may be heading down. We got new home sale data in. Uh, I'll share that with you next. It wasn't good. We'll be back. 800 Yeah, Case Schiller uh, saying that the monthly mortgage payment. So if you financed a home last year, the same price, the same price this year, uh, the payment has increased by $550 a month. Uh, and, and I'm going to say this, uh, it's going to increase by 1000 a month, and and I'm hoping it doesn't get more than that. Uh, that that's that's just astronomical when you think about uh, where they're headed. So Case Schiller explains it this way: prices tend to lag sales by about six months, and according to Case Schiller, pending sales, which is a measure of 
signed contracts. In other words, I've signed. I haven't closed yet, but I've signed the contract. Have been falling for four straight months through February. Okay, so here we are in April. March, we just got our first piece of new home sales data. We got existing homes uh, last week. It was a disaster. New home sales, I didn't think they could be worse. Uh, They were in a single month from February to March. And remember, March is when we really started to see rates move on, on mortgages. Down almost 9% in a month. Uh, and I, I'll tell you this, I've been doing this a long time. The only time I've seen numbers like this, uh, it was the start of COVID. Not even going back to the housing crash. I mean, uh, for sales to fall almost 10% in a month, uh, that's huge. They're down uh, almost 13% for the year. And they're saying that uh, it's getting hard to ignore, Jason. The, the the fact of the matter is, and I, and I get it, the home builders are like, look at it. It costs a lot more to buy a, to build a home today. The problem is, is it getting to the point where what it costs to actually buy the home, nobody can afford it. That, that's exactly right, Joe. There's there's one of two things that are happening. Uh, one is that the prices are, are outpacing anybody's ability to buy it, and it's gonna that's going to crash some prices, and it's going to crash the ability to buy. Or even if people can't buy it, Joe, the inflation is so bad that it, it's not even going to matter whether you can buy it or not. Nobody's going to be able to get it, even if even if you put everything you got into it. Like, for an example, in my neighborhood, uh, existing homes don't go up for sale very often right now. They're, uh, when they, when they, they pop up, they snap out of here pretty quick. But there's one that finally popped up, uh, four bedrooms, four bathrooms, 2,500 square feet. So there's probably an unfinished basement in this thing. $980,000. The Zestimate, because I'm going on Zillow, $1,036,000. It's only been on the market for 10 days, but Joe, I think these will start popping up and staying because I don't think that I'm not going to, I don't think my house is worth a million dollars, Joe. That's just, it's just not, that's not the value. Now, in hyperinflation, I guess, right, Joe? I guess the value of the house can keep going up, and then nobody's going to be able to own, own a house. I mean, the, the estimated payment on this thing is $4,900 a month. Who can afford such a thing like that, right? That's ridi- it's, I mean, we are in ridiculous places, aren't we? It, and, and, again, uh, th- this is the problem. So a, a year ago, okay, so let's just go back. This is a great example. So a year ago, that same house, same price, okay, just under a million dollars. The price of that home, Jason just said, hey, the $4,900 now. A year ago, that payment was probably about 3600 bucks. Yep. Because a, a home for about four hundred grand, okay, a $400,000 home is up about $550 a month. So go to a million, right? Do a little math. Hey, all of a sudden, right? Hey, $3,600. Okay, that's, that's a whole lot more affordable than $4,900. And the problem is mortgage rates aren't done. Nope. So here, here's the problem for that seller. 
90 days from now. That $4,900 payment could very easily be $5,500, $5,900, right? And all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're looking at these payments, these monthly payments, that would be thousands of dollars a month more. So you're like, well, that got to lower the price because the, the amount of people that can afford to pay that type of, of a mortgage, right, are, are few and far between. Well, the problem is at a certain point, the home builder's like, hey, I can't build it for that price. And this is what I talked about. This is what I keep telling you about demand destruction. That's what we're going to see. Believe me. And wait till China reopens. Right? You, we all, you have no idea of the break that we caught by China being closed right now. Because crude oil prices, we'd be, I promise you this, we'd be paying more than five bucks a gallon right now. However long it lasts. I mean, Shanghai's been closed for a month. Uh, sooner or later, when that stuff reopens, right, the energy part of it's coming back into play. The, uh, yesterday we talked about supply chain issues. And this is why I said when it's all said and done, put it this way, I guess here's my point. When it's all said and done, a brand new home is never going to be $130,000 again. Because let's face it, at a 7 or 8% 30-year note, People that are making, you know, $80,000 a year probably can afford a home for, I don't know, you know, between one hundred and fifty and two hundred dollars The problem is a home builder is like, yeah, we can't build a home for 200000 right, Jason? And this no. is why I said it's going to be an inflationary depression. I think it costs easily $400,000 uh, to build any home. Uh, if you're lucky, because once again, with the supply shortages and the inflation compounding the problem, uh, it, it, it makes it very, very expensive to build a home. And, and Joe, you, you're spelling out maybe a good case scenario. You know, we still don't know what uh, the cheaters and the thieves uh, from the Fed on down and these these big corporations we talked about yesterday, we don't know what they're doing. You know, I'm starting to see a few homes, Joe, that are, are coming off the market and nobody's moving in. You know what? We know a trillion dollars is possibly being injected every week into this thing, this broken system. And what is it? BlackRock? Is it Vanguard? Is it uh, State Street? Are they buying these properties, and letting them go higher in price, Joe? Because they they're the only ones that can afford to let just sit on them, right? Well, you know what? That's a great point. We'll have to see. That's the one new wrinkle for housing, right? Is all the investment homes by BlackRock or Blackstone, one of the black, whoever's buying them all. Do they just keep buying them and turn them into rentals? Right? And, and again, remember, housing starts. Right? They, they, the, the, the whole lying headline number, how, all as they built were apartments. The home builders are dumb. Actual single-family homes, housing, that was down. Right? They're, they're not dumb. They're like, hey, listen, we're going to sell a lot less homes. Let's just build less. Price is still going to stay up there. Let's just build less. And to Jason's point, uh, are, are, are the big, huge Wall Street players going to come in and turn these all into rentals? Well, see, here's the problem, though, for this. As rates keep going higher, and this is, this is kind of where I, I think the rubber is going to meet the road. If rates keep going higher, what's the incentive 
for a black rock, let's say. Hey, if I can buy a 10-year note and get... Now, right now, we just are two seven and change. I mean, ridiculous. But what if a 10-year note's yielding 5 or 6%? At what point do they say, you know what? I'd just rather buy a 10-year note because then I, I don't have to pay taxes. I don't have to hire realtors. I don't have to, to spend... $50,000 fixing up the place. I don't have to worry about hot water heaters and air conditioners and crappy tenants and evictions, right? Sooner or later, uh, there could hit that point, Jason, where there is not an incentive for them to step in. And I think that's when we see the beginning of the end for housing. Yeah, exactly. Well, and then there's another part of this, Joe, is that some people uh, are going to fall into the trap of, well, I, I bought this $500,000 house. I put 20% down, so I, I have a $400,000 mortgage. Man, the thing's worth 900000 I, I could be a half millionaire if I just sell this thing now. And people are going to fall into the trap. Well, let's just sell it and we'll go rent for a little while. What are you going to do? What are you going to do with that 500000 If you're not smart with that $500,000, you will lose it, Joe. You will lose so much of it. Uh, you're, you're better off if you're in one of these places to stay there because if you sell and, and if you're not responsible with that money, Joe, you know, and this is where, hey, if you're one of those guys that sold the house and you're investing it, great. If you, you know, Hopefully you you put the right investments. But, Joe, if you're going to be one of those guys that wants to sit on the money, you better throw throw someone in some safe gold and silver and save it the correct way, right? Yeah, and when we're looking at all of these things and we're watching all of this uh, play out here, I think the one saving grace is – the people that have the homes that, because here's what's going to happen. Uh, the home that was, you used Jason as an example, it was a million bucks. That price is going to have to go down. Yeah, and that was seven. If those people, if those people want to sell it, right, it's going to have to go down. Yes. But the, the people that have, hey, my house is now worth, uh, 200,000 less. The only good part about this time around versus the last time around is at least you had the low interest rate. Yep. So, so there is that uh, advantage. Where last time, you know, people were upside down hundreds of thousands of dollars, and they couldn't refinance to get the lower rate. At least this time around, you got the lower rate. So, you know, uh, you, you just won't be able to move. That's that's really what's going to happen, right? Anybody who's got a home, hey, I want to. Yeah, I can't sell it for what I owe or, or, or what have you, or I, maybe I can and get a couple hundred grand, but the, this other house I want, the mortgage payment's gonna be so much, I gotta stay where I'm at, right? That, that's right. And, and don't, don't get a big head about this. If your house was 750,000 last year and suddenly they're saying it's 950 this year, don't, don't get too excited about that, Joe. That's the same thing we talk about gold. Gold goes to $10,000 an ounce quickly. Uh, things aren't gonna be too rosy, uh, all over the place, right? You, I keep saying that. Listen, when we get back from the break, I've got uh, news uh, coming out of Russia and the EU. Remember last week, uh, the Zero Hedge had been saying there was going to be uh, this big announcement about an energy Ru- European-Russian energy ban. Uh, I've got the intel on that now. Uh, I'll give you the results. There is a report. Uh, Bloomberg is the one that is citing it. Uh, Zero Hedge is uh, seconding that. So we've got uh, several confirmed sources that Russia may be halting gas deliveries to Poland. Uh, if this ends up having legs, uh, this could be the start 
uh, of a, a very, uh, big reversal in energy prices uh, right now uh crude oil's back above $100 a barrel natural gas here in the US back to $7 uh but Jason this is just breaking uh we'll have to wait and see but when we get back from the break cuz we're coming up on the break here we'll talk about what the EU says they're going to do about Russian oil and gas uh, I'll tell you this I just as a little precursor it's not possible, but but I'll tell you at least what their plan is to try to get away from energy independence. But again, things have escalated in the last 24 hours. Uh, our Defense Department was in Poland. Uh, they, they've committed to reopening the, uh, the U.S. Embassy there. They're also going to provide even more weapons, which got Russia fired up and said nuclear's not off the table. Uh, this morning, Germany reversed course and said, okay, that's it. Go ahead. We're going to send tanks, uh, into the Ukraine. Jason, it's absolute utter nonsense that we're escalating this thing. But hey, this is the world they want us to be in. All you got to do is say, okay, listen, I don't make the rules, but how can I best benefit? And I think that's gold and silver. We'll be back right after the break. Welcome back here, Patriot Radio News Hour. Th- things have, uh, mo- are, they're moving quickly here. Uh, EU natural gas prices are up almost 20%, uh, just in the last, say, 15 minutes. Uh, the Dow is now down over 500 points, uh, picking up steam here. I uh, just got an email. Uh, it's incredible how fast these things are. Uh, I have $20 gold pieces, uh, and I've got them on sale right now at twenty two twenty five. Uh, I've got 50 of them. That's it. Uh, somebody has come in and just obliterated the gold markets again. Uh, 10-ounce American gold eagles, uh, $250 a roll. If you buy a whole roll, there's 50 in a roll. We'll take it down to 245. Well, supplies last at 800-951-0592. So let me tell you how this went. It started this morning. Uh, the EU uh, economic commissioner uh, was in a Italian newspaper uh, that that talked about what the EU plan. Is and, and let me tell you, it goes as follows. They're saying that what they want to do as far as the supplies uh, coming from Russia, and the, this is gas and oil imports, that the European Union aims to reduce dependence on Russian oil and gas by two-thirds before the end of this year. I'm going to tell you right now, it's not possible. But okay. And to phase it out completely by 2027. So this is the plan. Uh, right now they said that they do not have a final proposal for an embargo on oil and gas yet. But at some point, it is going to happen, and Russia will feel the painful effects of the revenue from the oil and gas business being lost. They want to cut it by two-thirds by the end of the year. This is how it started. So this was going into this morning. Well, guess what? Things have picked up. 
The reports now that Russia has uh, reportedly halted all natural gas deliveries to Poland. Uh, Poland gets 55% of its natural gas from Russia. That's a, you, you can't survive that. right? Think about this. Put it this way here in the U.S. That's the equivalent of all of a sudden us losing all of our oil. Like we, We've got no oil. And this is this is how heavily dependent uh, Poland is on Russian natural gas. Uh, Bloomberg reported it. I'm now getting confirmation that uh, Poland's largest gas company has confirmed the news to Bloomberg. Uh, I, I there has not been a Russian statement yet. But Russia, the comment is that Russia has halted gas uh, deliveries to Poland under the Yamal contract, uh, citing Polish government sources. And like I said, Bloomberg is saying that Poland's largest gas company has confirmed this. There has been no announcement from Russia as to whether or not uh, that this has occurred. But, Jason, natural gas prices, like I said, in the EU in the last 20 minutes or so have jumped by over 20%. So let's get this straight. So the, uh, go back to the, the beginning of this. Two, they're going to cut back usage two-thirds by next by this year, next year? Is that what you said? By, no, by the end of this year. That's what they're saying. I don't know. It's not possible. There's not <laughs> enough natural gas from other sources to do it. Let me say this. So, are you talking just the European nations or the America? I mean, yeah, how, this is just the EU. Just the EU. The EU. They can't even uh, fix a patch of I-25 in a decade, but they're going to cut back on oil usage in seven months. <laughs> and, and, and again, for that's Europe, ridiculous. Oil is a big part, but natural gas—they they do a lot oh, of that. No, now, no of course, way. right now, right now, you would think we would be getting ready to. Pump, I mean, natural gas here in the U.S. back over seven dollars. You'd think they'd be like, "Let's go." Yeah. Let's be the guy. Let's step in, fill the void. Uh-uh. We got a clown as president. And, and a, oh, we don't want natural gas. Maybe we can blow a bunch of hot air and they get their energy that way, Jason. What would they replace it with, Joe? Because energy is, is uh, it's ethereal. You have to use energy to get things done. So you have to switch out of natural gas to something else. If they're going to switch to oil and they miraculously came up, was to say, with a source, that would just jam up all their highways with trucks, right? Wouldn't that just clog up all? Oh, yeah, the the problem would be you don't have your infrastructure's built a certain way. Yeah, you can't do it, right? I mean, hey, uh, we get the, this city's run on natural gas. You can't just say, "Well, we're going to switch it to oil." It doesn't work that way. There's, right? There's, you got to buy a whole different, build whole different types of plants, and building you know these things takes years. Yep. Yeah. You know, liquefied natural gas. They've only got so many places to to unload cargoes of liquefied natural gas they've already maxed it out they can't even get any more because they can't unload it fast enough and to build more would take them years enjoy like the 20, you know, 2027 if they started building these liquid natural gas ports now maybe by 2027 they could start unloading more and, Joe, they, they didn't build extra pipelines and extra infrastructure for, for a larger usage on purpose because, hey, if you're at the top of the oil and gas industry, you know, you're the, you're the, uh, the Black Rocks and the central banks of the world, you want to make sure if you want to squeeze that off that there is no other ways of going around you. 
So it's being squeezed off, Joe. Yeah, it's just as planned, as far as I'm concerned, Joe. They, they here's the emergency, and it's time to cash in. And and uh, the, you know, let's face it, Joe. The guys at the top, they're not going to suffer from this. It's going to be all us trying to scramble around, trying to figure out what's going on, right? Yeah, and and, and uh, just a really uh, interesting turn of events here. And like That's I gonna said, get bad, be Joe. That's going to get thankful. bad. Yeah, be thankful China shut down right now because I can't imagine how it'd be. By the way. U.S. natural gas. I, I just told you, back above seven. That's crazy numbers. Uh, uh, worrisome inventory forecast. And, of course, that makes sense. We've been shipping as much as we can to Europe. Now they're saying uh, natural gas futures hit $8 uh, for the first time since 2008. Now, remember, 2008, we had that, like, two-week period. Oil spiked to, like, 150 for a second. Outside of that, this is a all-time record high price, and they're saying that uh, U.S. inventories are way too low uh, as the summertime is approaching, and they expect U.S. natural gas prices to continue to go higher from here. And, of course, uh, if the news is true and Poland really got shut off, uh, look out. This is, this is, a, this is, uh, one of these worst case events. Now, obviously, I, the, the reason probably pretty simple. Russia believes all the arms are flowing through Poland, and this is a way to right, try to shut that off. We'll have to wait and see. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Run. Don't walk to the phone. We got two lines open. However, many 20s are left here at 22 and a quarter. Uh, 800. Nine five one zero five nine two. Remember, these are the pre thirty three. We like them the most. They're the most private, and they're classified as collectible. Very important. Obviously, something big is here. Uh, this is, uh, and I don't know how many times I've had to say it over the last year, and I can't believe I'm saying this on the air. This is a massive massive problem u.s natural gas exports all-time record highs they're saying that the inventories of natural gas in the united states are at a 30-year low and and again with the gas shut off to poland uh can we see 10 12 15 dollars here in the u.s that that's unheard of natural gas prices here in the u.s normally it's like two bucks we're already at seven, and I've, why do I have a horrible feeling we're going to be at fifteen really, really soon? As all of this keeps escalating, we haven't even talked about the the situation in China is now getting even worse. They're saying that everything has stopped, everything is halted, uh, shortages appearing everywhere. Uh, houseware companies are saying that. Things are worse than they've ever been. Everything is halted. There are closures uh, this very minute that are adding to the supply chain nightmare. Uh, other executives uh, are saying that the situation in China appears to change every single day, sweeping up sector after sector. They're saying widespread COVID outbreaks in China are bringing entire cities to a standstill. 
uh, manufacturing and shipping hubs throughout the country are halted. An estimated 373 million people are now under lockdown. That is more people than the entire United States, Jason. Yeah, and, and keep in mind, when you're looking at a map of China, they have a pretty big-sized country, but 80 to 90% of all Chinese people live on the eastern half of that country. You know, one of the reasons why they're so uh, densely populated is because the, the western side has a lot of uh, barren wasteland, sort of cold areas and deserts and stuff. Everybody in China lives on that, that eastern half, right, Joe? And so when they shut down these major cities, they're shutting down, you know, huge amounts of people and infrastructure uh, and, it, and it, it, because they're manufacturing everything joe it's, it's it's going to you know burning down factories here in america and warehouses and and shutdowns in china they uh the the recipe for for uh, doom and gloom and bad things happening is going to continue and here's the thing this is happening this year just like it was starting to happen a little bit a little bit last year you know joe and it seems like it's getting worse this year these sorts of things cause trouble Six months to eighteen months later, the, the the effects of what we're talking about, Joe. That's twenty twenty three now, right? Yeah. Reports are surfacing. Apple's lost half of its production. Apple has not commented. Uh, Volkswagen says that they are unable to make cars. Uh, the word is if the if Shanghai continues to un to be unable to resume work and production. All tech and industrial players will completely shut down, especially the auto industry. So this is uh, this is uh, officially breaking. This is new news now out of China. Uh, Three hundred and seventy-three million people now under lockdown. It has spread to the chip plants and these chip plants it's not like here in the u.s these people lived at the facilities and so they these facilities they they they've been in lockdown but been able to operate because hey our people don't leave the the, the fortress if you will uh covid got to them anyway and now these places are all shut down and 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 it appears to be getting worse and not better here in china uh jason I, what do you say to that? I, I don't know what to say. Yeah, and why do I feel like Poland's just the first country to uh, to lose their natural gas supply? You know, Joe, you, you, you mentioned Poland earlier. You've moved to China, but Poland's the first one, right? That, that, it's never it's never the only one, right? It's the first one. It's the first one. You know, we talked about so, Finland, and Finland's going to be this 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 is going to be the next geopolitical war zone. It's gonna, it's going to happen, Joe. As soon as this thing really gets bad economically, it's like it's like the economics get worse. And then the geopolitical gets worse. It's like it's almost like a back and forth uh, tennis match, right? Yeah, you know what? Uh, you bring up Finland and, and Sweden. Both now have confirmed. I, I, I meant to say this yesterday. They are both going to apply uh, for membership. So uh, the, again, an, another escalation here. I, I just I just continue to be baffled. Uh, by by what it is that the end game is here, but but again, I think uh, very clearly this is going to get a lot lot worse. Everybody better buckle up here. Uh, like the the Dow, like I said, down over five hundred points. The Nasdaq's down four hundred points. 
uh, as uh, the China lockdowns now apparently no ports in Shanghai are operating at all. Uh, th- that's huge. And, and, and of course, t- we, we broke news that Beijing's getting ready to go lockdown. Uh, the, the only thing probably keeping oil from being $150 a barrel right now is the fact that uh, one-fourth of the entire population of China is in lockdown. Yeah, that helps. That helps with inflation and, and uh, supply lane, uh, ch- uh, supply chains, right, Joe? You know, less uh, less people moving around, needing stuff, right? You know, they tried that with COVID. Look where we're at now, right? Yeah. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. Final segment on a Tuesday. Man, what a day! Final segment here, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, one line open right now, uh, 22.25 on 20s, and they're almost all gone here, so get them while you can. I do have 10th ounce, uh, 250 bucks. Uh, if you buy 50 of them a roll, you can buy more, but 245, a roll of 10th ounce today, 12,250. Not a bad idea to stock up on some 10th ounce. Uh, because of this digital currency, and it's coming way, way sooner, way, way sooner. And uh, there, there's going to be restrictions. They're going to monitor things. I could see, you know, uh, I'll go back to what our Defense Department was saying, what was it, like 60 days ago, 30 days ago. Hey, this is going to be a 10- to 20-year war. Are we going to have restrictions on on just about everything? I very very likely uh, because the whole world is you know we're talking about the you know Jason calls it the 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 uh, the, the the shortage scare right all of a sudden now uh, there's no natural gas there's no crude oil there there there's no wheat there's no corn there's right there's no fertilizer right there's not enough lumber there's there's not enough computer chips and yep. and all of these things you thought it was bad before this is so much worse where china's at right now take the last supply chain issue that hit in Double it, maybe triple it. That's how much bigger this problem is. And now all of a sudden it appears uh, that Russia started with Poland and said, hey, we're going to shut the gas off. Uh, and, and, and this is, man, I was worried about this from the get-go. This is going to make things uh, much worse, much faster, Jason. Yeah, when COVID came around, Joe, I, you've, I've said on the radio many times, it's fake. Not that there's a, not a disease. It's being presented to us the wrong way, and that way and people react to it poorly. False scarcity, does, false scarcity doesn't mean there's not scarcity. It just means that it sh- we shouldn't have scarcity. You know, it, this, is, this is a planned situation, and we are, man, Joe, we are reporting it on a daily basis of what's getting ready to happen. And that's why you say, that's why you say Joe, it's, it's so frustrating to you, Joe, because you see the numbers and you see the information as it's reported, and I think you've known um, even more than maybe you knew before, Joe, that, that these things don't make sense because they're not supposed to make sense, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Dow's now down six hundred. Yeah, well, look at that. Down four twenty-five. I think this is this could get this could be a very very ugly close uh, if again it looks like you know, and I'm citing Bloomberg here. 
they have confirmed it now through three or four different sources here that Russia has shut off the gas to Poland. Uh, the, 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 this is obviously another one of the these escalation points. I think it has a lot to do with we were just there. We're going to reopen the embassy. We're going to ship more supplies, more more weapons. Germany announced this morning they're going to uh, put more weapons in. Oh boy, eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. 